The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's Tuesday. Is it only Tuesday? It's, it's Tuesday. It's more than that, Jalen Nye. It is on my street at least. Garbage day. I want to remind myself once again to take the garbage out. I've already texted my son who was sleeping when I so left. So garbage day is actually tomorrow? No, tonight. Well, tomorrow morning, yeah. Okay. So I have to take the garbage out tonight. <laughs> I texted Hunter, said, mm. empty the garbage cans mm. upstairs before I get home so I can take it out. And hey, listen, we talked yesterday. I wanted to give you an update. We talked yesterday about how icy these side roads were. We have some good news. As as good fortune would have it, purely coincidental, I'm the, sure. The city obviously listens to the 630 sure afternoon news. And, and apparently know what street I live on because as <laughs> I pulled up to my uh, down my street last night coming home from this show, blading and sanding. Yeah. So my road's great. Nice. And then I don't even know why I did this, and I, it's not scientific, and I don't, you know, there's a huge margin of error here. I drove around Twilliger just out of pure curiosity, and again, maybe this is just my ego, I don't know, thinking, did they just do my street? You know what I mean? Like, I just thought, I don't want them just to do my street, because I... Andrew, they're not just doing your street. They didn't. They they had lots of side <laughs> roads. Where I'm, uh, okay. I'm like, right. okay, get over yourself. I, exactly, exactly, but I really... <laughs> As, as egotistical as that sounds, I, I thought, well, I know a lot of councilmen listen to our show. Yeah. I know, you know, and I thought, but no, they were doing all the. Yeah, the they are. So they're doing they're doing uh, right across the city uh, yeah. right now, which is which is really great, great news. Taking down the snow, the ice. Yeah. Uh, and, which I mean, finally. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, I had gone to the city website to see what the schedule was as well. Um, and yeah, indeed, our neighborhood had been scheduled for that. Mm. They had asked people to move their cars, but I don't think anybody knew. There, like, no signage had gone up, yep. but they still worked around the cars. And actually, I'll give full credit to whoever's dumping the sand. What they did was, where there was a large stretch of parked cars, so they couldn't sand curb to curb, they kind of just dumped, and not a pile, but they kind of dumped a little extra sand, and then every car that drove over it, We'll spread, spread it, it out, out a little right? bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked out pretty brilliantly. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. I know they certainly haven't done it in my neighborhood, but, uh, you know, I think they need to look at the map to find out where I live. So. Uh, well, we all do. <laughs> what? what uh, a trail of breadcrumbs? The last time I was at your house was just last, what, this past Saturday or the Saturday week, before? Yeah, we, yeah, we could go Saturday. As many times as I've been to your house, and I was coming in from where, Wainwright, mm-hmm. uh, GPS that bad boy and found myself at that dead end again. And as I was driving towards it, I thought, oh, gosh, maybe they've finished construction, but no. Oh, no. And, yeah, there's a whole new uh, neighborhood going yeah. in deep west uh, Edmonton, southwest Edmonton, mm-hmm. so south of the Hamptons. And it's just they started construction on it uh, last earlier this year, and it's going to be up on our doorstep within probably, you know, five to ten years. Yippee! When um, do you think they'll open that road again, though? Because the most but the direct- road is open. 
No, I, I came again. Well, the, the way the GPS told me to go to your home is the way that the, no, no. the Uber driver always goes, okay. and he ends up at a dead end. Well, because you don't take the... So 100, 199th Street, which used to be straight exactly. all the way down, yeah. it now has a jiggy jog. That's right. So hmm. Technical term, but yeah. There's actually a sign that says... 199th, and, oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. but you, it's on a sign behind a tree, exactly. so you can't really see it. But if you keep going straight, yeah, you're going to end up at the end of the co- construction. Well, and, so you have to follow that back around right, to get right. on 199th. And my GPS is quite insistent that I not follow those signs. Just, you know, sir. No, no, no. You just like, are you going yeah. to Jay Lynn's house? You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> Continue. No, you've got to do the jiggy job. I know, around. and then you, t- you pull the U-turn. It's like, what are you doing? I've, I've got this. I don't know what's going on with. Uh, I, I downloaded and tried a new app for GPS instead of Google Maps. I just wanted to try it. Mm. And um, it's quite argumentative. I'm, I'm going to get rid of it because it, I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's kind of like, uh, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, like that kind of thing when you don't follow its directions. Yeah, mine. Uh, I, I used Google Maps the other day to try to get somewhere. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> Any luck? Imagine that. But it was it was lulling. It was it was dread. It was um it was it was giving me directions. And I've already passed. I've already passed. It's like stay on twenty third. Stay on twenty third. I'm like I'm already on one eighty fourth. Get on to. It was it was about uh, fifteen seconds behind everything. And I really? don't know what oh, was going on that. there. So I hate it when your GPS doesn't give you some instruction. Like you're you're driving along and then the map just shows that you you should be in a river or something and then it says nothing. It's 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 actually like a, a regular co-pilot who just <laughs> suddenly stops talking to you. Says, "Hey, sorry, Jaylen, I worked hard all summer to get 199th open." Construction <laughs> foreman. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And it's great. I I have no problem with it. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. It's just it's confusing for people who don't travel out that way quite uh, often. But again, within the next five years, the subdivision that's going in there is absolutely. They have they have a rink out there. They have a oh, splash park. Really? It, yeah, it's really something else. Uh, hey, listen, I know we're going to get into some more serious topics mm. here. Uh, probably the new impaired driving laws and uh, that's $1.6 billion promised to whatever. I mean, there's not a lot to be said about it. But I did want to throw this out because sometimes, you know, big stories like that affect very few people. I mean, they affect us all, but you, you know, mm-hmm. on a very personal level. Here's something that might affect everybody that I... Discovered last night, and I'll just throw it out as sort of a life hack for you. So, do you know, we spoke yesterday about, i got to use up these last three days of vacation somewhere, so I booked a, another trip to Vegas. Yeah, right? surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, and and Carol uh, was kind enough to do some research for me in advance and found that the Oilers were playing in Vegas on the date that I want to go, right? March 17th, so great. So we bought tickets online. So I went to the... I had gone to some like ticket exchange and this and and I just didn't have a comfortable feeling about how I was getting these tickets, mm-hmm. right? So I went directly to the Las Vegas Golden Knights website mm-hmm. and purchase, you know, purchase tickets and okay, select your game and you you do get rerouted a couple of times, um, but you're always on something affiliated with their official okay. site, right? So good, good, good. And then I find the game and I find the T-Mobile Arena seating chart and I, you know, use my mouse to like point to different seats and see how much they cost and <laughs> and then select and, I, and these seats were so affordable like 160 bucks american but still 160 bucks right so i select the seats and then it says description of seats flash seats what does that mean exactly so i'm like flash what does that mean flash seats right so 
it's, you know, select this to complete your purchase. And again, I'm looking at this flash seats. I don't know what that means, but I'm on their official website. I've, I've selected the seats. I, you know, it's the right game. Okay. So yes, select flash seats. And they're like, great. You'll get an email shortly. And you know, good. So I get an email almost immediately and it's from AXS, I think it was called, uh, tickets. Hmm. And it says, um, that you have flash seats and the way flash seats work it's basically like you're flashing your phone or you're flashing your credit card so you download this axs app and your tickets will appear on your phone so you just go to t-mobile arena on the day of show them your barcode mm. and i can show you what it looks like it'll appear right there in just a second um and oh, that's yeah. it you don't need a hard ticket right like okay great so i go to the play store download AXS? Well, it isn't there. <laughs> like, there is no... There's apps sort of similar to it, but not the one that's pictured in the email. And so I go online to the Google Play Store and... or whatever it's called. And, you know, it'll tell you any of your devices if they're... if they you can download mm -hmm. it. And it says none of my devices are compatible. None of them. My mm. tablet, my... you know, none of them. My, my, my PC, my everything. I'm like, well, wait a second. Well, that the only way I'm getting these tickets is if... I can download this app, right? So I tell Carol, because she's got an iPhone. Okay, just download the app on your iPhone. Maybe it's an iPhone thing. I don't know. She can't download it. So I start doing some research. The app is not available in Canada. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, well, how does that, how's that going to work? Uh, like, if I, And then I think, well, do I have to wait until I'm actually in the uh -huh. States to download it? So I start doing some research, and it turns out, no, because of where my phone is based, I'll never be able to download this app. Well, how'd you get it then? Different app. I found out that despite the fact that everybody tells you through their official site, mm. and this would be true of any NHL team based out of the United States, by the way, if you're ever buying tickets, that there's another app called Flash Seats. Okay. And you can download that. But nobody are, makes mention of Are this you whatsoever. nervous about this at all? I'm not now because... And it took me, and isn't this the worst, when technology is supposed to make your life so much easier that I invested probably an hour and a half in this last night thinking I just threw away a few hundred yeah. bucks in money for tickets I can't download. Um, eventually, I went to one of these Reddit sites or, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, I, and, and TripAdvisor, and I looked at all these Canadians talking to each other about buying tickets in the States for concerts, for hockey games, for football games, and they were all like, yeah, nobody tells you this, but just get this app called Flash Seats. And when I downloaded the app, it had a history of shows that I've gone to. That you could have used it for? No, that I actually did use it for. Oh. Like, apparently, when I bought tickets to a particular show, they use this particular mm. app, but you don't need the app to get the tickets because uh. I went and picked them up in person. But it turns out, and this is scary, they have my name, they have my email address, they have my <laughs> credit card information. Like, they, I had an account with them that was set up that I don't remember setting up. <sighs> right, so now I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm a customer of Flash Seats now, which also allows me to sell the seats, uh, transfer them to somebody else. I can do anything I want to do. But I had to find this on my own. So if at some point any of you buy a concert ticket, a hockey ticket, a football ticket, a baseball, anything, and it says get this AXS ticket app, uh -huh. just get an app called Flash Seats. Okay, there you go. And you'll find it. And whatever yeah, you know. email address you use to get the tickets, that's your account uh, ID. So you just put that in and create a password, and boom, up comes your tickets. Huh. But I was quite nervous, frankly. At 400 bucks is a lot of money to throw down on something that you're something not going to get. Yeah, absolutely.
So hopefully that all works. Mm. Well, speaking of hockey, your Oilers are playing tonight. They're they taking are. on the Blues um, here. Yep. Um, yeah, they are playing here. Yeah, City Ford right. Faceoff Show gets underway at 5.30. I should know. I put that schedule up you on the board. You did indeed. Uh, puck drop at 7 o'clock. Need to get back into the win column here. We're still in a, I believe, uh How did we do card? against the Blues? We won the, against them 3-2 last time. I feel like we did, yeah. We did. Right okay. There. We just don't want to go into we any we kind only of played a losing them. streak. We only played them a couple weeks ago. Is that fifth? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I should remember that game, but I don't. We just, you know, we've done so well under Hitchcock for quite a period of time. We're going to win. We hopefully will win more than we lose. We're going to lose some. We just don't want to lose a whole bunch in a row. Like we've got the Oilers have gotten themselves in a playoff position right now. We just want to stay there and be in the be in the hunt. We want to be playing games that matter when I'm in Vegas in March. That's that's the goal. Well, you know, I'm sure, you know, as much as um, they, they want to make you happy. I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure that they want to make you happy. I'm sure that's the exact same thing that they want uh, as well, Andrew. Probably true. Mm-hmm. It's 2.17 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Share tickets on the show today. You'll have to identify one tune coming up a little later on. And again, we're off the air at uh, 5.30 today. Stick around. More to come. Uh, and you know what? What? Friday. Yeah. Just want to put this little bug mm. in your ear. Um, Friday from 3 to 5, not you, but uh, Chedville, 3 to 5, Santa is joining mm-hmm. us for our um, usual um, phone call tradition here on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. And I have to tell you that uh, oftentimes uh, near the end of any set that I do, I explain to the audience how I write my material. That's often just I see stuff and then tell the audience, right? This... Uh, Santa visiting Chad used to be part of my act a few years ago, mm. and I took it out. And the reason I took it out is because it changed. Originally, the joke, and I won't do the whole set for you, was just that this was an idea we came up with at Chad to have Santa visit mm. uh, the studio and take calls from children. And uh, turns out children don't listen to Chad. And so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any calls, right? But it has become hugely popular the last few years. So those of you who do listen to Chad, we right. want your kids, we right. want your grandchildren, we want your nieces and exactly. nephews to give us a call. They can make last-minute requests to Santa for gifts uh, that uh, they might want, uh, or uh, they can just uh, say hello to Santa, and they can ask questions if they want as well. Santa is more than happy to answer technical questions. He did so last year and the year before, and quite... Uh, he answered technical questions. He did, sort of like, okay, Santa, how is it possible? Oh, that's right. You know, and then uh, Santa answered those questions, so... <laughs> Magic. That's right. If you have questions, if you have requests, if you just want to say hello, uh, we'll have Santa for you. So listen, I know, you know, this, we got to talk about this because we're on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, and, and that's what the show is called. So we should, you know, deal with news from time to time. Uh, Ottawa announcing this $1.6 billion boost to Alberta's oil and gas industry. Mm, yeah. Uh, the money will be divided, as you've been hearing this all afternoon, yeah. I'm sure on Ryan's show as well. So it's uh, among several programs uh, supposed to help companies invest in clean growth, loans, other financial supports to help companies, this sort of thing. And I'm, I'm not an oil expert and... Uh, you know, I'm not even in the oil industry, but I will, I will say this, and everyone knows this. So it's just, I'm just going to state the obvious. Even if you argue that the world is moving away from oil, and that there shouldn't be additional investment in you know oil industry, even if that's your position, that strengthens the position to get the oil out of the ground as soon as possible and get it to market. 
Because if your suggestion is that, listen, this the whole world is moving to a cleaner, great. We've got billions yeah. and billions get it out there. of resources yeah. in Alberta. Let's get it out of the ground. Let's make then. money while we can. Right. And if your argument is that we need to get out of the ground, then we need to get it out of the ground. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah. no matter what your position yeah. is, we need to get that resource out of the ground. It's not about, in my in my mind, my humble opinion is, it's not about a handout to anybody. It's not about uh, loans. It's about capacity to move oil. So whether that's yeah. uh, an expansion to a pipeline or it's rail cars, you know, or it's spaceships. Like, I, I don't care. The problem is is getting it out of the ground mm-hmm. and getting it to tidewater. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And just given... Well, we can get it out of the ground. We need to get it to tidewater. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the fact that back in 2016, the pipeline going the other way was just, like, not going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, the fact that in 2018, the pipeline going to the coast was just... unless You know, we don't have to get into all the details, but it was just shut down and, and you know, federal government bought it and, provincial, you know, whatever. We need to... We need to resolve this. We need basically it comes down to this. We don't need loans, we don't need handouts, and we don't need the sympathy of Ottawa. We need them to get the we, green light going on a pipeline well, expansion. We do, and they've hamstrung themselves with the the regulations through the the NEB yep. to for the the approval. And so you're, they're doing the consultations all over again. I think they were hoping that the consultations would move along quicker than. Uh, well, I'm sure the provincial government yeah. was hoping that the consultations would move along uh, much quicker. But in the meantime, we sit here and we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. And and Albertans suffer, and the country suffers, and yeah. you know the money. It's just so, it's hard to wrap your mind around money sometimes when you're talking about an industry the size of the oil and gas industry, specifically in this province. When you talk about $1.6 billion, you know, that's that sounds huge. Mm -hmm. That's probably a month's worth of revenue for the oil and gas industry if the pipeline was expanded. So... To an industry the size of oil and gas, that's a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big drop, but it's a drop yeah. in the bucket. It's, uh, you know, Quebec uh, is uh, is not going to go away. BC is not uh, changing its mind right. anytime soon. Um, and you have to deal with know, another country if you want to go south. That's the whole, right. The whole idea of getting oil and gas, uh, getting oil to tidewater, is to not have to rely on north-south. Mm-hmm. The, the whole idea is to... You sell your product east or sell yeah. your product west. We can't sell it east. We're having trouble sell, you know, moving south. So west is the direction this has to go. There's already a pipeline there. And that's the other thing, too, that it, maybe this is an aside. It's an expansion of a pipeline. Exactly. It's, it's not, you know, Brandon, it's an expansion. Exactly. And that, that, this, again, is an aside. Was it tripling the capacity? Right. It, it, it sometimes just bugs me. I was in a conversation with somebody, I think before a comedy show or something, and, and he was... Yeah, he was just like, well, you know, I don't know how we don't build this pipeline. I go, well, there's a pipeline there, right? You know that. And 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 I'm not making fun of him, but he was like, well, there's already one there. Then what's the problem? Mm. I'm like, okay. So the problem is capacity, right? The problem is capacity. So we should all know yeah. that because whether you work in the industry or not, you are directly, mm-hmm. whether you work directly in the industry, you are affected by that industry because you live in the province of Alberta. And it's it's great to go ahead and push towards green and it's it's good to be environmentally conscious and it's, it's great to, you can be a liberal, I don't care. At the end of the day, for the benefit of all Albertans and Canadians, 
we need to expand that pipeline. So I would love to be able, you know, when they used to do uh, daddy, uh, you know, visit daddy's office day back when I was a kid, I would love to visit daddy's office for a day and just get this thing approved. Well, let's be real. You think that Justin Trudeau doesn't know this? I mean, Rachel Notley has been telling him mm-hmm. this over and over and over and over again. Again, it's these consultations. Uh, it's these consultations. I'm not sure how much more has to be discussed. I, you, you know what I mean? Like I. Well, apparently they didn't do it properly the first go around. So here we go. I just. At some point. And we wallow, and we sit here and we wallow and wallow well, and wait. At some point, and I think we're already past that point. You have to declare an emergency. We have an emergency here. So I'm not prepared. I don't want. I shouldn't say I'm not prepared. I don't want to sit around and wait for more meetings, more paperwork, more decisions, more protests. Well, you have to because that's un- unfortunately the legal framework. Well, at some point, and there is an avenue for the prime minister of this country uh-huh. to simply make a, a unilateral decision. And he has not. But this all goes back to politics. We I know. know. We know when it comes to um, the relationship uh, trying to rebuild with uh, Indigenous communities. We also know about uh, liberal votes in BC. I know. It's, it's, it's politics. politics. Exactly. The notwithstanding clause would put an end to this. But. Okay. That's we've all had, I have to we, say you know, we've it. had this conversation yep, since, absolutely. since um, it, it was uh, it was denied a couple of months ago, and uh, and here we are, and we and we continue to wait. In the meantime, mm-hmm. we see the rallies, like the ones in Grand Prairie, and uh, you know, across the province, of people saying, "Hey, are you listening to us? Are you listening to us? You know, we're you're we, we get the sense that you're not paying attention to us. You don't understand what they we're don't going understand. through. They don't understand so, when they're putting a carbon tax at the same time. They're not getting a pipeline expansion built. They're absolutely tone deaf." And I don't care what stripe it is. They're absolutely tone deaf. And this has, this is not solely on a liberal government. It's on the federal government of the last decade or so. Well, it's both conservative know, and let's liberal. Let's say it's the conservatives didn't get a they pipeline get it, bi- exactly. built either. So, exactly. all right, there. All right, um, that's it. Two thirty. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.